read me romance read read me romance read me romance read read me romance you could take a look in a book that's fine or you could sit back relax and unwind and read me romance read read me romance today's read me romance is brought to you by oreos why the fuck did you start making candy canes Welcome back to Read Me Romance. We're here, guys. We love you. Hang in. It's Alexa <laughs> Riley. Hey, so today we're here with Katie Roberts, Their Second Chance. Um, it's chapter three, right? Yep, and we're getting to the juicy good part if she is going to get on her knees. I don't know. What do you so, think? So it's like we cut you off, like right there. Everybody keeps saying we're giving them blue balls all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, today's hump day, and you know what that means. Oh! <laughs> hey, uh. It wasn't me! <laughs> I guess we'll just have to listen and find out if that's what's going to take place. Um, but before that, we just want to um, say, you know, this is Lexa Riley. This is the Read Me Romance podcast. Tessa isn't with us today. She's off writing, or I don't know. She, what does she do when she's not with us? She said she was going to, like, go and find people to do this podcast or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She says she does work, but I don't believe it. So she's not with us, so we're not wearing pants. That's just the main thing I want to say. You this really want relaxed. people to know you're not wearing pants. <laughs> you say that a lot. <laughs> I mean, like, I just need a small excuse is what I'm saying, okay? <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a big reason. I'm like, oh, I don't get to wear pants? I'm in. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Remember when I got you that shirt that said that? I still have that shirt. It's like the paint is all off of it. This is my favorite color. It's no pants. <laughs> I just seen that shirt, like, years ago. It, like, scrolled across my feet or something. I was like, whoa. Yep. There's my t-shirt. <laughs> yep. It was made for me. It was great. Like, and, you know, most of the time when I'm at home, I wear, like, a house coat or I wear, like, um, like a nightgown. Like, I just, I, you know, it's just not, it's comfortable. I just want to be comfortable, okay? And, you know, as someone who works from home, I'm in that a lot. <laughs> so, you know. I actually have my PJs. Like, when you walk in my door, my office is right to the right. So, when I walk in my door, I can walk right into my office and I leave my PJs because I'll wear the same PJs for like two or three days. I drop yeah. them on my office floor. So, when I walk in the door, I can put them on immediately. Like my <laughs> slippers and my plaid pants are laying there. <laughs> ready to go you know what that's just smart thinking right there because you don't have to go all the way upstairs to get your clothes that's just that's smart (laughs) (laughs) and then i just throw my clothes right into the washing machine and start it when it gets full i mean i don't see why that doesn't work obviously it's worked out so far (laughs) is your washing machine upstairs or downstairs it's downstairs oh i love that i love it being on oh no sorry it's I hate that. I said that wrong. I used to my last house. I had it on the same level, and I love when it's on the same level. When it's on the bottom level, that's why I think I do that all the time. Because you I have to take them up the stairs. And uh huh. I don't do it anymore. Yeah. I just leave the baskets at the bottom of the stairs. If they're at the uh, bottom of the yeah. top, that means my husband knows when he goes up or down, he needs to take it. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. So we, I just um, set it up against there. Well, I was going to say, when we renovated our house, I made sure that the laundry was upstairs because that's where the bedrooms were. But now I wonder if, like, I don't know. I I don't think I'd want it down still, though. After having it upstairs, I don't think I'd want it back down again. But I wonder sometimes, too, if it makes it easier with things like 
like stuff you need to wash from the kitchen and, and that kind of stuff or like outside towels you know because you guys like have a lot of like wet towels and stuff from the pool that you have to like wash and stuff yes so. that is true now that you said that when i think about yeah. summer and people coming in because <laughs> we have a pond and stuff people can come in muddy and yeah. there's a little area and you can come in there and you can throw everything right in the wash machine yeah from fishing and crap um, yeah like to me that that's one advantage of it we actually when we bought our house there was a washer machine in the um washing machine in the basement and it actually i swear to god like you know the drain pipe that comes out of it it was just like where the water comes out when your the rinse cycles over like it drains out of the bottom of your washing machine i think that was there all was of like us. a hose i know what? what you're gonna say the hose and it goes right down the drain in the floor yes yeah i think that's like, all of us i was like i was like that too when i was growing yeah, up it was like the in a basement like it was i mean this is a really old home it was built in like the 1920s but they just had the hose going to the floor that drained out in the yard and i was like what the fuck and so whenever we got the house and we they were like had it inspected they wouldn't allow us to put another one in the basement unless we had it properly run to be drained i remember and i was that. like because i really would have liked one to stay there but they were just like hell no Ours did that. I mean, how many decades was this shit doing that? Like, this shit was just running out in the backyard. Like, all these, like, detergent and stuff. Like, there you go. I mean, that creek in our backyard is probably just fucked. Like, there's probably, like, three-eyed fish down there. I never really thought about it like that. I just remember it doing that when I was young. (laughs) It would go to the drain. And I never thought about where it... Yeah. Like, where does it go? Yeah. (laughs) That wasn't a concern of mine back then. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're just like, well, it's fucked. (laughs) All right. Well, this has nothing to do with today's Let's go from doing laundry to sucking dick, because that's literally (laughs) what we're doing here. (laughs) You know, we do our best, but this is literally how Mel and I talk. We talk around everything, and we never get back to where we started. (laughs) We never get to the point. We forget what we're saying, but we feel like it's kind of entertaining. So, hey, if your laundry's upstairs, hit us back. (laughs) Make your kids throw it over the railing. That's what I do. (laughs) All right, let's get to this book. Sorry, Katie. We love you. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side of this. Have fun. Bye. Chapter 3 Nomi's knees hit the carpet before she made a conscious decision to obey Isaac's rough command. She'd asked for this, demanded this, pushed and pushed him until he felt cornered and lashed out. So why the hell did it hurt so much to kneel there and watch him? It's only for now. The words gained no traction. Time held no meaning. It was just the two of them in this moment. No past dogging their heels and no future to speak of. Isaac watched her with those pale eyes of his as he locked the door and pulled his shirt over his head. He moved easily, the long standing pain in his left shoulder obviously not bothering him anymore, and undid his jeans to slide them down his thick thighs. He always looked even larger when naked as if being stripped of the civility of clothing revealed his true self. Her warrior. No, not mine anymore. Isaac considered the room as if surveying a battlefield, and finally walked to the oversized chair tucked into the corner directly across from her. 
She'd bought that chair five years ago just so he'd have something to sit in that couldn't be termed doll-sized, so he'd be comfortable here with her. It was such a long time ago. Crawl. The word rasped from him as it pulled against his will. It had never been like this with them. Rough and brutal and so hot she could barely stand it? Yes, always, every time. He was the only man she'd ever been with who treated her as if she wasn't an object in danger of breaking from a strong word or a harsh touch. Isaac knew she could take everything he gave her and more. But it had never been cruel. He had never been cruel. She didn't care. She meant it when she said she deserved whatever he chose to deal her. He would never, ever hurt her with his strength. But words were more than capable of causing lasting damage. Nomi had apparently developed a masochistic streak because she welcomed it. She dropped to her hands and knees and crawled to him. Every agonizing, humiliating movement only spiked her desire higher. Because it was for Isaac. Because she could feel him watching her, his big body tense with the need to touch her. Because she knew what came next after she reached the chair he sat in. Nomi would fight to the death before she'd abase herself like this under normal circumstances. But it simply felt right with him. She couldn't think too hard about that. Couldn't fight through the jagged shard of pain in her throat at the knowledge that this was it for them. So she set it all aside. Tonight, nothing mattered but what happened in these rooms. She made it to Isaac and straightened to put her hands on his thighs. The chair was deep enough that she wouldn't have to climb him to get to his cock. And she let herself drink in the sight of him, sprawled there like some kind of indolent king. He was beautiful, and tonight he was hers. You know what to do. She did. Nomi reached out and wrapped her fist around his cock. Rationally, she knew he wasn't bigger than she remembered. But two years and some intentional forgetting had dulled the memories of how he filled her hand and then some. Her body clenched in response. Yes, yes, I need this. But... She made herself release him. Isaac, I don't want this to be because I pushed you into doing something you wouldn't do. The words tasted foul on her tongue, but she forced them out despite wanting to clutch onto anything to keep him from leaving. I provoked you. Yeah, you did. He sifted his fingers through her hair, winding it around his fist until it was just this side of pain. Getting cold feet? Never. She leaned down and took his cock into her mouth. There was a time when she could deep throat him without hesitation, but she'd long since fallen out of practice. She fought to take him down, battling her body's instinctive response to gag. All the while, he kept that grip on her hair. Stubborn to the bitter end, aren't you? He gave her a tug, which she ignored. Careful there, Nomi. You keep sucking me like that, and I might start to think you missed me. She had. God, but she'd missed him so much she could barely breathe past it some nights. She ran her hands up his thighs to dig her fingers into his hips, loving the way his muscles flexed beneath her an involuntary response he'd never been able to hide from her. She sucked him deeper, harder, falling back into the rhythm of it. Apparently her body hadn't forgotten after all. It was only her mind that has caused her so much in the way of grief. Did you swallow those fuckers down until they came just from the sight of your pretty red lips wrapped around their cocks? You always were good at this, Nomi. No, 
not good. Fucking perfection. She dragged herself off his cock, her heart wrenching in her chest. Stop it. Isaac's face showed nothing, but a storm of emotion lurked in those pale eyes. You signed on for retribution. It hurt too much to know that none of those other cocks will compare to mine. That's on you. This was a mistake. They might have loved each other once, but now they seemed incapable of doing anything but driving their respective knives deeper and twisting it every chance they got. She couldn't walk away. She'd never get another chance with Isaac again. This isn't a chance, Nomi. This is a goodbye, and you're a fool if you forget that. Yes, she knew that. Of course she knew that. She gave Isaac's cock another rough stroke, and then released him so she could climb into his lap. You want to keep throwing the past between us? Do what you've got to, Isaac. She fitted herself against him and rolled her hips, dragging herself over the ridge of his cock. It felt good, so damn good, that she did it again. Are you angrier that I fucked other men, or that you couldn't fuck the memory of me away any more than I could do it with the memory of you? She'd tried. Good Lord, she'd tried so hard to put him in the past, to carve out a clean break. It hadn't worked. She wasn't sure it would ever work. You're not mine anymore, Nomi. He grasped her hips and urged her down against his cock harder, dragging her nice and slow over him. You can fuck whoever the hell you want to. I don't want anyone but you. She didn't shut the thought down fast enough, and something must have shown on her face, because he shook his head. No, don't look at me with those big blue eyes like I mean shit to you. That's not what this is about. She couldn't turn off her emotions. If Nomi had learned that trick before now, she would have used it without hesitation more than a few times in her life. She wouldn't be in this situation to begin with. God, she could barely stand herself right now. This indecisive hurting thing wasn't Nomi Huxley. She was a powerhouse, a woman who went after what she wanted without hesitation or apology. So be it. She reached to the side to rummage in the tiny side table situated next to the oversized chair and came up with a condom. Isaac snatched it out of her hand before she had a chance to do anything with it, holding the foil package in front of his face as he read it. This is the kind we used. No convenient answer arose to explain this away. Lying wouldn't work. Isaac had always been able to tell when she tried to dissemble. Yes. He stared at it for several beats. The expiration date should have passed by now. It hasn't. She found herself holding her breath and cursed herself for showing even that much reaction. Isaac finally looked at her, really looked at her, for the first time since he walked into the room. If I were a stupid man, I'd assume you were replenishing your stash in here in hopes that this thing would happen between us again. Since that had been exactly what she had done, she couldn't pretend otherwise. I missed you. Fuck that. He shook his head once, then again. Fuck that, Nomi. You don't get to throw me away like yesterday's trash and expect me to be grateful to know that you had left me crumbs if only I'd come crawling back to you. That's shit and you know it. It was. She had no defense against it. What was she supposed to say? That she'd missed him so much in those first few months apart, that she'd gone so far as to start the process to give up her position as head of family in favor of passing it to someone else? She had. 
but ultimately there was no one else. Huxley family was responsible for over a hundred people, both members of the family itself and the staff they supported. There were other adult members of the family, but no one capable of running the finances and playing the game of politics as well as Nomi, especially in the wake of her father, the former head of the family, being a goddamn traitor. If she shirked her duty, people would get hurt, people she was responsible for. What was her happiness compared with that reality? So yes, she'd tortured herself for months on end with the thought of how she could have it all, and she'd come up with nothing. She was expected to marry well, to further Huxley's interests on that front, as well as with their various business acolytes. Isaac might be the best man she'd ever known, and she might love him, even still, beyond all reason. But he wasn't titled. Worse, as far as the nobles of Thalania were concerned, his mother hailed from Russia. Having him serve within the palace security ruffled feathers, but with the king and both consorts behind him, no one could do anything about it. To marry him? She'd jeopardize Huxley's standing, would undermine the family's power in a way that might not be recoverable. Know me? She sat back and forced herself to meet his gaze, knowing he'd see everything frantically circling through her mind. Isaac searched her face, his brows lowering. Know me, he said again, as if she'd confessed everything in the space of a heartbeat. Is this a shrine to the past, or is this you hoping for the future? I don't know. The truth ripped itself from her lips, shredding them both in the process. She had no right to offer hope. She wasn't her own person, and neither was Isaac for that matter. He owed his allegiance to the crown, not to her. The old saying that a man could not serve two masters applied to both of them. No matter how much he liked to put the responsibility for their current situation on her. Their relationship had been built with the knowledge that they'd never be able to put each other first. Ever. Convenient of Isaac to forget that when it suited him. But Nomi didn't have that luxury. None of that changed this moment. The truth that lay between them like a living thing. I don't know, she repeated. How could we have a future? That's the question, isn't it? But the anger was gone from his face, replaced by some emotion she didn't dare name. He slid an arm under her ass and climbed to his feet easily, as if she was a child instead of a grown woman. Isaac walked unerringly around the furniture in the living room, down the short hall and into her bedroom. There were different smaller suites for other members of the Huxley family when they were called upon to visit the palace. This one was hers and hers alone. Isaac kicked the door shut behind him and laid her on the bed with far more care than he'd touched her with up to this point. He tossed the condom onto the comforter next to her, his gaze going hot and weighted as he slid to his knees next to the bed. She propped herself onto her elbows and looked down her body at him, her heart in her throat. I thought you were going to take it out on me. Believe me, Nomi, I'm going to take everything I'm feeling out on you tonight starting with your pretty pink pussy. You're still aching for me, don't bother to deny it. He leaned down and his breath caressed her clit. And I'm dying for a taste. That's it. What did you guys think? What did you? <laughs> was it worth your hump day wait? <laughs> That's all I wanna know. <laughs> was, was it hump day worthy? You wanna tell us about what's on sale right now? 
Sorry. But <laughs> like, well, no, I always like to like re- to the book. No, I like to like refresh because sometimes we've read these weeks ago and I was like reading the last two lines to remember, you know, and it was like pretty pink pussy. And I was like, how can I incorporate this in pretty pink pussy? I was like saying it over and over in my head and I'm dying to so taste it. And I'm like, talking about I got nothing. I got nothing. She's not prompting me to be able to add this in. <laughs> pretty pink pussy to slip in there. You know what? I feel like I'll try to leave that I, open. I felt like Pretty Pink Pussy would be easy for me to come in with, being Alexa Riley and all, but it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. Okay, so if you want to get some more Katie Roberts to uh, hold you over, you can check out theirs for the first night, which is free. It is male, male, female, which I've been really into lately. Um, Kay Webster drug me in there. And so you, it's been on our website for free for a while. And this rest of the series has been coming out, which is all out now. So if you've been waiting for it, it's all out there. Go ahead and pick that up. And also The Last King is on sale this week for a buck ninety nine. So I would grab that up, too. I'm grabbing that one this week, too. I'll probably read it over the weekend. The cover looks amazing. So that sucked me right in. And, of course, you can get this episode that's airing right now. You can go ahead and download that if you want and buy the pre-order because there is going to be bonus content. And there will probably be more Pretty Pink Pussy. (laughs) That's my guess. Just putting that out there. (laughs) Just letting you know. So, yeah, make sure you get the pre-order and also make sure um, you like us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Follow us along um, and go to the Read Me Romance page for Katie Roberts. Everything will be on there. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and review it. We really appreciate it if you can. And I guess that's it for Wednesday, right? Yeah. That's it. Short and sweet. We're going to see you here tomorrow, Thursday. It's just going to be us again. So, you're welcome. Go fuck your day up. Oh, oh fuck. You stole what? my hump. <laughs> I know. I did. I stole your hump day. You stole my fuck it up. And I forgot to do it on Tuesday. I just realized that. Oops. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Go have fun. We'll talk to you later. Later. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read me romance.